1: My name is Chief Master Sergeant Kevin Osby, and I'm your senior enlisted advisor for the Army and Air Force Exchange Service. Before we get started with our guests today, I would like to introduce my lovely co-hosts, Kiana Holloman and Emily Zarsk. How y'all doing, ladies?
2: Good, Good. how are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I, listen, I'm hungry, and I think we got the right kind of guests coming on.
2: <laughs> I think so, too. I'm excited.
1: Absolutely. Absolute. So without further ado, Kiana, please introduce today's guest.
3: So, today's guest is a renowned as one of the top chefs in the United States. And he also served as White House chef under four presidents. He's a retired Army Master Sergeant and has a new book coming out, or it's out now. And his fitness routine will literally blow your mind. Like, wait till you see him. <laughs> so, please give <laughs> a warm to welcome to Chef Andre Rush.
1: Hey, good morning. Good morning.
0: How are you, lovely ladies and gentlemen?
1: man, <laughs> we, are, we are doing great, great. And from this, for what you got on your shirt, I'm gonna make sure that I call you chef, okay? <laughs> chef Damn is mandatory, it's mandatory. <laughs> so it's, it's, great to, it's great to meet you, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Can you let uh, our viewers know where you're joining us from today?
0: Um, right now, I'm actually in a part of LA, I, I'm usually on a plane about 20 25 days out of the month doing so many different things. So I'm back in L.A. near where I live. I live in L.A. and D.C. So I go back and forth.
3: Now, that's exciting. I love the West Coast for sure. Um, So, Chef, I went to the Jackson State University. You're also from Mississippi. You actually grew up in a housing project in Mississippi. So what was your childhood like and how did it shape you into the person you are today?
0: Um, My childhood, um, was filled with love, joy, hard work, and diversity. Um, <clears throat> and my I, I tell everyone my, my dad was the one as soon as I could walk, he put me to work and my mother gave me my heart, also my love for food. And everything in between was just hard work, perseverance and understanding life as a young you know, a young child coming up from the projects, especially being African American and understanding, because in Mississippi, as you know, it, where I grew up, it was only black and white. I, When I joined the military, there was this big rainbow of colors, right? Which I, I love, rainbow of colors and peoples and personalities and languages. You know, I had that Southern twang, which, you know, I, I don't have so much right now. But, um, it, it, it shaped me, you know. Even to this very day, I'm still the hardest worker in the room, and I pride myself on that. You know, I, I never come complacent, and I tell everybody, the first day is every day. As soon as I wake up, it starts over. No matter what success I may have, a thought I have, no matter what kind of failures, and I have a lot of them, and I'll still have them. And people think when they get to the top, they're complacent, but when I get to the top of a mountain, it's the bottom of the next. So we just keep going.
1: So- and. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I just kind of wanted to throw throw a couple of things in there because uh, I grew up uh, in a housing project as well in, in Shreveport, Louisiana. So which is not too far from Mississippi. And so I can imagine uh, us having kind of similar kind of upbringing and stories uh, in, in a like you said, it's, it's a black and white type thing until we joined the military. And of course, you got a chance to to, to realize you don't know a lot about a lot <laughs> uh, coming from that type of environment to the military environment, because there's so many different, uh, you know, different types of people and personalities and and, and uh, ethnicities. And just I, I just realized how ignorant I was, uh, you know, when I joined the military because I, I just knew what I knew. And so uh, but but I do I do understand the humility that you kind of possess, knowing where you came from and where you've ascended to and understanding that you, you've seen both sides of the coin and uh, you just appreciate every day for what it is. So uh, thank you for kind of bringing that point home. No, thank you for that. That's perfectly said.
2: And Chef, um, what made you decide to join the Army and did you envision that you would be there for 23 years?
0: Um, no, first off, I didn't think I'd be there for 23 years. <laughs> you know how they say, you know how they say, Chief, you understand, you know how they say, you know, the, man, that was fast. It went by quick, right? Yeah. Before you know it, it's 23 years of your life that's um, <clears throat> that you're reflecting on. And what made me join the military was my family was, a, we had a family of eight at the time, you know, five sisters and um, two other brothers. And everybody did something, my youngest sister just retired from. Afterwards. My other brother, he was a in the Navy, was a merchant marine. My other sister was a social worker, officer of the line. So even though I'm much older, it was kind of embedded in my uh, mind, you know, in my, in my DNA to serve, right? So, serve, you know, my dad was a preacher church. Um, everything we did back. So I knew that what I only be a scholarship, but not. Uh, I want to do something
1: for me, and the military was the route that I wanted to go. So, so I gotta ask uh, why the army? Because uh, when I when I got <laughs> when I first came into the military, uh, I was a Marine prior to being an Airman, and so you know I was I really really I felt like I didn't have a choice because the Marines got me like I was a, a doggone probably about a junior in high school, and they was already knocking at my door trying to influence me to come to the Marines. But so yeah, why did you choose the army? So the, the marines tricked you; they got you early. They, yeah, you got yeah, went to the Force. <laughs> <airport>. exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny because I mess around with my sister all the time by the air force. But you know, I was uh, the CG asked me to come over to Lackland, and I stayed there for like a week. And literally, the air force blew my. I knew about services: marines, coast guard, navy. But when I went to the Lackland and stayed a week with those guys and talked to everyone, to include the dogs. <laughs> and the women, of course, the spouses, which is the first thing I always do. Um, it blew my mind. I mean, I know the Air Force, but as far as being strategic, logistical, family care, self-care, all those things of all, educational, just, just blew my mind. But the Marines had me, the Army came, the Army came, the Army came, and I would like say I was a Mississippi. I, it kind of like to go, it was the part where it was like by default. I didn't ask my brothers who was already military, I wanted to do it on my own because I didn't want anybody to tell me what to do. Not knowing that if they had, it probably would've been better. But at the same time, I wouldn't be shit rushed right now. So I look at things like that. So I made the best out of my situation. Don't get me wrong, I love the Army. Uh, I I, I put it in layman's terms. It was the best of times and it was the worst of times, but it was times I'll never forget.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So so during your tenure uh, in the Army, you, you worked for many leaders include the Joint Chief of Staff, the the Secretary of the Army, and the Chief of Staff. So um, at what point did you discover your passion for cooking and how did the Army support that? Um,
0: my passion came from my mom in Mississippi. Uh, my dad had the mentality where you the boys go to work, the girls uh, go to school, uh, boys don't cook, men don't cook. Anymore. You know, it was always the women, you know, in Louisiana it was the men cook, but now it's a whole different story. Uh, I did it because it was, uh, in Mississippi, like in Louisiana, you understand, it was a hospitality. It was a different culture. Food was life. Food was loving and caring and all those different things when you sit at a table and congregate with your family. <clears throat> it became a whole different world. So that stuck with me. When I went to the military, it just carried on. And as I went through the military and the Army, when I finally got into cooking, I I just fell in love with culinary. didn't even know what culinary meant, but I knew I loved it. And so what happened was, um, I got to my first Olympics with my first show. Became a, a pastry chef. Became a master ice carver. And I just I just wanted to do everything with cooking. And the military supported. I went on terror missions, which were recruiting a, a kids, you know, going to college, you know, join the military to become a chef or a cook in the military. And from there, I have a Disney show coming right now. I have a show. Gordon Ramsay, was just with him Friday, you know, doing that, I'm doing a show with Kip Hart, you know, and my own show about me, I'm doing all these different things that cooking, just my passion for food has evolved from, so.
3: No, that's so exciting. Like, I wish we were all in studio right now and you could have like, you know, chef something up for us, because I am a little bit hungry, but in addition (laughs) to being a chef for, um, the army. you're in the army, you also became a White House chef. And so you worked for the Clinton, Bush, Obama, and Trump administration. So what was that experience like working for the leaders of the free world?
0: <clears throat> Excuse me, you talking about food is making me hungry.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> you stop that, I just ate, I gotta eat again now. So no, <laughs> such an ama- amazing experience. Um, the humility from it, just being there, part of history, part of something that anyone and everyone wouldn't have to experience, and just appreciate it. You know, when I first went there, um, I tell people, you know, like, how was it? I mean, honestly, I didn't know how it was when I first went there because my mentality and my mindset at the time as a young kid was someone wants me to fail, right? I've had it my whole entire life and I was young. So my mentality was just go forward and work hard and then work harder and then work harder than everybody else. And then later on, if you can smell the roses, smell the roses, but until then, just keep working. And after years of working, I finally stopped and like, wow, this is pretty cool, (laughs) you know, to be here. I was never, I was always that stiff type of person where in service and you appreciate it because no matter who it was, I was people, I was a person that taught people to step in and step out say hi and bye, don't over-exaggerate, don't prolong your stay. It's like an unwelcome guest. So I was that etiquette person.
2: And so Chef, you have a new book out, just like your shirt says, Call Me Chef Damn It. Um, And it came out in April (laughs) and shameless exchange plug, we're selling it tax-free online at shopmyexchange.com. Um, but what inspired
0: you to write a book and what can readers expect from it? Oh, wow. Um, so I'll be honest with you. I never expected to write that book
3: <laughs> when
0: Harper Collins came to me. It was a, I was going to be a, a cookbook. I'm actually doing a cookbook right now, but they were like, well, chef, we want to hear your story. We want to know more about you. We don't hear enough about you. You know, we know what your causes are. We know what you do, but what's the backstory? And I immediately, I'm like, I'm not writing my book. No, thank you, because <laughs> in my jobs, it was always taught this, you know, just do, you know, not to be not to be seen, heard, just do your job diligently. And then I had a, a long prayer and a long thought. And I said, you know what, um, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do it my way. I'm not gonna tell people what they wanted to hear. I'm gonna tell people what they needed to hear. Right, And sometimes what you need to hear is it's kind of harsh and sometimes it's uncomfortable, but but what it is is being transparent and it's opening up a lot of different ways and pathways. So it was therapy for me, as well as I'm not gonna lie to you, it's been countless of others who come, come to me from high ranking to low ranking, to projects, to corporate, who just said, we appreciate you being so open and honest and transparent about the things that happened in your life and especially most importantly, kids. I, I have so many kids that have come to me about that.
2: Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's it's hard to be vulnerable um, just in general, but then to put it in a book and sell it. <laughs> so that's <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> and I can see how it can be super therapeutic. Uh, but before we move on to the next topic, I, I want to ask, what is your cheap meal? Like what 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 do you what do you eat? <laughs> whenever you, because I know you, everybody's on this healthy kick and uh, I like to talk about the stuff that you ain't supposed to be eating. <coughs> well, question. I'm going to be honest with you. That's a great question. Every day is a cheat meal for me. I'm not
0: going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm in fitness. I mean, you look at me, I'm, I got 24 inch biceps. I can still run and jump and do all these things, but I'm going to be honest with you. I enjoy mm-hmm. life. I want to taste my food i actually about um, about six weeks ago i launched my uh food prep company uh child meal preps chow meals and i made them different i made them because i have all these i'm going to go all the time i was eating all this food it was just i love those guys but they were just frozen they had no taste and it was this and that i want to enjoy the food so i did things and i will eat even myself i will eat you know a platter, I mean, a whole platter of shrimp, I'll eat a piece of, but the only thing about stuff like that is, is that when I do it, I know I have to work for it, right? I have yeah. to put all, this stuff, I gotta get my blood work checked, I gotta make sure I'm not going over on some things or whatever it is, you know, simple carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates, your protein take, your intake, you know, everybody wants to count uh, their macros. Me personally, I don't count my macros, I count myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I look at myself, I say, what I need to do and how your body always speaks to you and the people forget that they want to go on these these kind of diets and you got to ask yourself when you do do things like that is it sustainable for the rest of your life can you do that the rest of your life can you be that person because your body evolves every time you change it you know it's like okay you depleting me you're overnourishing me you're doing something so you got to think about that so every day is a cheat day for me I'm not gonna lie to you
1: man so Every day feels like a cheat day to me, but I just don't work work for it. That's 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 where I got it. I got to start working for it a little bit more. So I, I, <laughs> so I, I thank got you. you. I got you. Thank, Trust me. <laughs> th- thank you for that uh, for that tidbit. Um, and uh, obviously, you clearly work out. You know, I even when I when I when I was doing my research on you, I felt like man. Before this interview, man, I need to do about three or four pushups before I even get on camera. <laughs> so just so I can start feeling out like this uniform a little bit. Uh, but <laughs> can, you, can you let us can you let our viewers know what your daily workout looks like? Oh,
0: man. <clears throat> so I get up in the morning at three o'clock and uh, I meditate uh, and then I roll over. I do my push ups. I do all of them. It's not a workout. My push up is not a workout. Two thousand two hundred two push ups every day except for Saturday and Sunday. My push ups are for 22 vets commit suicide a day. I carry out that with kids, women, with everything, bullying, especially bullying now with social bullying, because media is so powerful. You know, it's the best thing in the world, but also can be so destructive to so many people, especially now with the younger generation. Um, and uh, I do that, but honestly, my workout makes my push-ups look like (laughs) peanut butter. (laughs) It's absolutely I'm an endurance trainer, so I do what you call, I'll do high reps, but I do them with heavier weights. The same time, I always tell people don't have a men, especially don't have an ego complex. You always got to be cognitive of your body, not to hurt yourself, not to jerk, not to do this. Because one little simple move left, right, up, and down can cause your injury that can last two months, two years, or forever.
1: Man, so I got I was gonna break out my resistance bands. Uh, I got something by my desk, so I'm a, I, I get I gotta start light because I I got about nine inch pythons right now, and uh. <laughs> I'd take them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but we're going to get there. We're going to get a 24 one day.
3: No, absolutely. Speaking of working out, for someone who's looking to get on the right path to health and fitness, so they're new to the thing, they don't really have a a fitness routine, or their diet's kind of out of whack, they don't know how to count macros, or what they should be consuming per meal, what's your best advice for those beginners?
0: Best advice for those beginners is, like I said, I say all the time is, First off, don't go looking for everything. <clears throat> if you haven't had your blood work checked, get your blood work checked. I don't care what age you are, how you are, because we have so many different things and food that we eat today. Right? So it can right. affect your balance. It's, I mean, it's very crucial. It, it, you, people don't understand how much I had a young couple came to me with a, a son, 11 and 13, and they have high cholesterol, like way high cholesterol. They're like, how does my kid have high cholesterol? you know so and that was me telling him get your blood work checked and that's how he found out right Unbeknownst um, but now the kids the kids don't know they don't know they just eat and eat eat and eat yeah. but I tell people be knowledgeable for it right listen to your body start off slow right if you want to know something everything you have is right at your computer tip right or you get a personal trainer that's knowledgeable a lot of things about me is I'm very transparent so I don't give you things for longevity to make monetary gain I give you things all at one time so you can understand your body and what you're doing and your end results and your end goals. You know, everybody says, I want to work on my midsection. And I said, no, we're working on your whole body section. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to hear the midsection. (laughs) The midsection is not a muscle, your body is a muscle. So whether you like it or not, I am working on your whole body. But most importantly, I'm working on this first as well, right? Mental mentality, mental wellness is a whole foundation not only for physical fitness, but for your families, your lifestyle, and everything that goes along with it. Speaking of the devil, not devil, but speaking of, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So everybody remember that. It's self-care is a real big thing. Self-care is also caring for other people as well. So, but with the fitness thing, I, I 100% love. I give all my advice to people, DM me, message me, ask me tips all the time. I say, start slow. No egos, just, Knowledgeable. Anything you need to know, find out about your body. Your body talks to you
2: all the time.
0: So just listen. Don't listen to him or her. Listen to your body first.
2: That's really good advice. And I think for me personally, my moment when I realized I needed to uh, check my nutrition in my mind was when I went to a drive through in the intercom they they greeted me by my name <laughs> so i was oh like God. oh no i come here too often they're like hey emily do you want the same and i was like oh no so yes so it's funny when you have those aha moments when you're like oh yeah this is not cool <laughs> but um you uh, chef you have the military community watching from all over the world do you have any words you'd like to share with all our heroes
1: so
0: um, I would um, thank you guys for all your service, everything you do. We're all equal regardless of what your job is, your profile is, we're your, your inspiration to me. I appreciate you, your biggest worth. And I, I tell people all the time is, like I just said to you guys, every day is a first date. Be grateful, be humble, humility, give back. a legacy that can go on past you, your kids, and and forever. You know, I just want to say thank you for your service, all you do, every day. Men and women, I'm here because of you.
3: No, that's so touching. And there's a lot of Chef Rush fans out there. You're getting a lot of love on our live feed in the comments. Um, I write Writing Academy LLC wants to know, what's your favorite dish to cook?
0: Any dish I cook is my favorite dish, because I cook. I
2: love it. No,
0: No, seriously, I love all food. I'm very, I'm kind of like all over the place. I mean, from fusion to Asian, to uh, Latino, to... I just love food because they all bring a different aesthetics to it, a different flavor profile, a different depthness, uh, palate pleasers, it all depends on what I'm in for today. Uh, but me personally, I, I want to master every food in every category and make it stand out. So.
3: No, that's exciting. Um, Lori also wants to know, what will your favorite recipe be when you do actually publish your cookbook?
0: Uh, so I'm doing a cookbook right now, and you're gonna have to get the book to find that out. <laughs>
2: but, <laughs> but, but, I will,
0: uh, but I will tell you that my food comes with a story. And there's a reason why. For instance, you know, I was at 9-11 when the plane hit. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll make something and tell you why I made it. It's the first meal I made. So all my food has a background. I don't just make food to make food. I make food, whether it be for a person, a country or organization it has to have a meaning behind it and some substance to go along with the taste profile.
3: Okay. I do have one question I wanna sneak in because a lot of people, <laughs> they like to <laughs> tell me about my water intake. So I just wanna know how much water do you drink daily?
1: How much are you drinking? Oh, she um, drinks, listen, she drinks a tub of water. She oh really my. has a whole jug. <laughs> she, she, she has she a whole barely. jug. She can barely do the interview because she got to go use the bathroom. <laughs> Are you doing with a gallon of water? You doing a gallon of water?
3: No, it's not even a gallon. I want to say it's just like you know, two liters maybe. It's like so it would be like two of these. Cause right now I'm drinking a so it would just be two of these. Oh. So
1: Two oh, liters. That's it? No, that's it? no, no. She showed the tub. Where's no, the tub that she drank? Okay. No, no, no. So. You know how they
0: say you could never go wrong with water. I mean, it, it's true yeah. in that part of it. Because you'd rather be doing the opposite. A lot of people do the opposite of it. I love to drink water. Water is just that natural, you know, just cleanser regardless. Right? But I also put a little lemon inside of it. Remember, you got to get out of city for it because it actually does burn fat. Right? So you want to mm-hmm. get those extra bits that go along with it. I, I'll drink a gallon of water a day. That's not a problem. That's easy for me. Right? Especially if you're going to a gym. If you're an endurance trainer, it comes to the point where you work out so hard that water is just delicious. <laughs> and you can drink half of it at one time and be like, oh, man, I already finished half my intake for the day and it's only been two hours. So um, yeah, water is always
1: a great thing. OK. Well, I got a couple more comments uh, that are on my page right now. I got uh, uh, retired Sergeant Major Jimmy Armstrong. He always harasses me about being in the Air Force. He says, go Army. Uh, and then I have. Uh, a. <laughs> Je- Janet Coleman Saunders, she said, Chef, I really enjoyed the story about the ice carving. In fact, I enjoyed your entire book. I do not highly recommend many books, especially autobiographies, but I highly recommend others to read your book. When reading, you can feel your heart and your truth. And thank you for sharing your story. No, no, thank, thank you for that. I was, um, I, I've
0: heard it a few times and I did my audio book myself and uh, that was hard. You know, that was uh, five days, seven hours each, in a little bit of container, about wrapped up, hearing my stomach growl and heartbeat, and having to start over. Uh, And it was emotional because it was me. And as it's my story, and I'm going through it, uh, it brought out a lot in me. A lot of things I forgot, some things I suppressed, and some things your mind just makes you lock and hide away because it may have been traumatic or it may have been something that i you or or trigger you know and um, when they actually came out I was proud about being able to be transparent as this big guy you know 280 pounds you know doing all these things and being an extreme introvert being able to speak everywhere for everybody uh, to say we're all the same and it's okay not to be okay but
1: not okay not to get some type of support uh, that's, that's well put and uh, just for the record uh, it, anywhere you go is a small container. So, you could, the hotel is a small <laughs> container for you. So, I just, just don't, to be fair. <laughs> but, you know, but I'm tell you. I'm you to, I said, I'm going to tell you, I can't
0: wait till we get together and work out. Oh, Oh, shit. oh my goodness. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> you you got no, no, to give me my two
1: years. You got to give me my two years. That was
0: part of this interview. That was part, of, you didn't get that? That was part I, of the memo. Oh, oh no, know. they didn't tell me
1: that. Now. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, uh, you, you briefly touched on that, uh, you were in the Pentagon when it was struck on nine 11 and, uh, that had a huge effect on you, uh, personally, you kind of mentioned, uh, your cookbook, you know, has meaning behind it. You talked about it. Uh, so since you've been become an outspoken advocate for the military and especially the wounded warriors, can you talk a little bit about those efforts and how they, the impact they've had?
0: Oh, wow. Um, you know, you know how they say, you know, I, I tell people, they talk about how can you do 2,222 push-ups? And I say, usually the first one is the hardest. You know, it starts with one. You know, they say one person's not going to make a difference. You know, you hear that thing all the time. And when I started doing what I was doing and advocating, people came to me, organizations saying, uh, Chef, you need to do this and that. You know, you need to stop preaching about this. And you need to think about money and blah, 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 and so forth and so on. And I was like, no, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, right? They were like, well, you're not, it's not going to work. I mean, literally, it was like, it's not going to work. You're not going to get anything from it. You're not going to I said, well, if I have one person, I'm okay. If I have 10 or 100, you know, maybe they can go off and help another 10 or a million or whatever. And from that part of it, uh, people want to have a good vibe and good feelings about things. So when I started doing what I'm doing and being very open or very organic about it. You know, you got people from the Charles Swabs, I just did Wells Fargo, I just did PenFed and MGM, I did the FBI, I do doctors and lawyers and military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard. You know, I write a book where I can put it out more. I do videos where I do have other influencers come in and do comedy, but in a way where people can relate to the mental wellness and help for it. And you know, that's what it's all about. Not only just the military forces, but all forces. And especially for the kids and, and the spouses because we're trained for it and they're not, it's affecting them a thousand times more. If I come home and I'm hurting and I'm sick, what is happening to the kids or the the, the spouses, which I, I say spouses a lot of males, but I'm thinking mostly of females, you know, they have that secondary that secondary like secondary smoke. You know, they have that secondary trauma and they can heal it as much as we can. So there's multiple messages mixed up in one. And I did that on purpose because mental health and the suicide awareness that's a foundation but the end result is us us together humility family putting together working together and being just grateful and thinking about hey guess what i woke up this morning that's the biggest thing in the world that could possibly happen to you every day so that's why every day is your first day
2: I love that. And um, we understand that you founded 2222 Inc, a nonprofit foundation to bridge the gap between civilian kids and children of active duty and or veterans. Could you share a bit more about that?
0: So um, kids are my heart. I mean, I've always loved kids. I go in, I started with Arnold Schwarzenegger with the after school all-star kids, been an ambassador Going to Fifth Ward in D.C., going to L.A., going to Ohio, and talking to these kids that are, you know, a little deprived of what they need as a kid. Kids needs to be kids when they're growing up, but also like I was in Mississippi, and if you're like I said, it was black and white. You have so many different colors and so many different lifestyles. Growing up in the projects, and when I see my my cousin who had this big house. It was a difference for me, and I didn't understand why and what you know. And maybe in a animosity, like, well, oh, you think you're better, or you think you're worse, or look at you, you're not as good as I am. So that's that bridging the gap, you know. And people say military families and military kids they're different than regular, regular kids, they grow up in a controlled environment, right? They're behind a gate, or however that community is, and whatnot. And you also have it. So, the part about it is still helping kids be kids and understanding life, but also giving that security to laugh and play and grow, even from that financial integrity development part of it, which is a huge thing right now, right? So kids need to also be able to do all those things, have fun and I bring in military guys, I bring in first responders and let them be big brothers, big sisters, however they wanna do it, scholarships and just give kids the things that they didn't think they could have. Because a lot of the guys that are mentoring him were the underdogs, right? But now they're the heroes and the kids should be the heroes.
3: That's incredible. <laughs> now, Chef, so what I'm gonna do when I log off, I'm gonna call my PCP and get my blood work done because that has probably the best gym <laughs> that you've dropped. All episode, um, yeah. and I haven't done that. My mom is watching, she's been telling me to do this, but I felt like I'm 27. Uh, I don't need to do that, but yeah, gonna do it. <laughs> but before we say goodbye, um, can you remind our viewers where they can go to follow you online and learn about what's ahead for you?
0: Uh, you can follow me. Um, Instagram is real chef rush, YouTube is real chef. I mean, I'm sorry, chef rush. Uh, there is there his Facebook, uh, chef rush? Um, and if you DM me, message me. I actually answer all of my DMs and messages myself because somebody may need that support a little bit more so. So I do better myself and not my team. So, um, I, but I appreciate all the support, all the love. Uh, my military's families, red, white, and blue. Thank you.
2: That's good to know, chef, because um, I'm actually in charge of cooking pork chops later tonight. So I'll probably send you a DM <laughs> over
0: Instagram. <laughs> I'll be waiting for with
2: those for pork chops health. too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. if we could just jump on a call.
1: Thanks. (laughs) And also, for our Chief Chat viewers, this episode will be available on YouTube and Spotify. You can rewatch with your friends or catch up with past episodes. Also, be sure to join us on May twenty sixth as we welcome CBS News On The Road correspondent Steve Hartman. And also, on 31 May at 1100 Central Standard Time, we have actor Aspen Kennedy joining the show. So Chef, oh my goodness. I got so much to, to kind of say to wrap this whole interview up, but uh, thank you so much for what you're doing because you you you've served 23 years. And in my mind, so I'm, I'm on your 25 of my career. Right. And so I'm like, OK, man, I've been I've been working real hard. And so 25 years retired or 27 is probably my retirement. Uh, and then I'm like, OK, now I need to kind of relax. and exhale and breathe and then now talking to you you're doing everything you're working harder than you were on active duty like literally. it's true <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so I, now i feel like man I, I can't take the foot off the gas like i gotta i gotta keep going because like i said you you are you are very you are very much an inspiration uh to to, to a lot of people uh your passion for the kids you know you you got you're writing a book you're writing a cookbook you, you you on the road you're doing stuff with Kevin Hart and Denzel Washington all all the celebrities and and literally you on a plane 23 days out of a month like that, I'm just it's overwhelming just even thinking about it and talking about it but the fact that you you've uh, you serve your country and uh, you you capitalize on those opportunities that you had while you're in the military and now you're giving back to the community that, that are, are giving back to everybody because I don't think I, you you've left out a category of person that you're trying to help. Uh, you know, as you transition from the military. So I just want to say thank you so much uh, for, for what you're doing for this this country, this world. You, you're making the world a, definitely a better place. Uh, it's, it, it's you know, you, you look at somebody and, and you judge a p- book by his cover sometimes. You're like, man, that's a big, swole dude. And and normally, you know, big, swole dudes come off with some type of cocky, arrogant type of, uh, you know, just just a stereotype that's that's uh that that people get when they see people that kind of invest that much into themselves. But man, you you're investing in yourself and also investing in everybody else. So I, I just want to thank you so much. Thank you so much. That means everything to
0: me. And just for the big cocky dude, I can still break your neck easily. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the nicest guy in the world. <laughs>
1: <I'm just joking. laughs> well, listen, he'll break your neck and then he'll take you to the hospital. That's that's how nice he is. That's like and this, this, this about later. Yeah. And he'll make you a nice meal. <laughs> yeah. It'll make you a nice meal. Exactly. Exactly. So you're so if you don't mind uh, hanging on. till after the live is over with so we can kind of say our formal goodbyes. But I just want to kind of tell you in front of the world. Uh, thank you so much for what you do. Uh, you know, you spending the past 40 minutes with us means so much to our, our our nation's heroes and their families and, and all the supporters of the military community. So thank you so much. And we wish you all the best in, in everything that you do. And the same to you guys. Thank you guys so much for letting me spend this time with you guys. Absolutely. All right, Chief Chat out.
0: For more information about your exchange benefit and to shop tax-free for life, visit ShopMyExchange.com. To view this episode of Chief Chat or to watch live, visit Facebook.com ShopMyExchange.